Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse Eight. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse Eight and Kate will break it down for you now. So I got real bad news. Come on. No, really bad. What is really this bad? Time? And I feel like this is the appropriate moment to bring it up. At the very beginning. Yeah. Before we even introduce ourselves or what we do. Yeah. Let's just start in with bad news. Dude, this is important. Uh-huh. This is life threatening. Oh, really? This is. I already said life threatening. I can't yeah. say life or death after life threatening. Right. That's just, that's just repetitive it's, at yeah. that point. It's about. I'm not even trying, uh, yeah. apparently. It's life or. It's death. very important. Yes. Lives are at stake. All right, lives are at stake. Yeah. You ready? Uh huh. I left your Cheetos in the car. No! Yes! No, I know. I don't care. <laughs> you, you, this is where you knock the mic over and you're like, I have no sister. It's like, <laughs> this yeah. podcast is over! <laughs> Sorry, people. Yeah, so I need to get them before I leave. I can't um, eat them for another, I like, two weeks anyway. It's, it's so. maybe, okay, maybe not life or death. What's the opposite of life or death? M- maybe not important. Middling? It's meh. It's meh. Yeah. It's meh or eh. Okay. So meh or eh. But, you know, it's. I feel like it was important enough to start the podcast off with. It's probably for the best, though, because if I saw them, I would want to eat them. And I can't. Or should I not bring them up at all? Well, let me just, let me just think about them in my mouth. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Cheetos? Yeah. Really? Why not? They're horrible. They're not that bad. They're like the styrofoam peanuts you get in a box, but with an orange powder that... Tastes they... like cheese. No, 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 no. And they're finger-looking good. Aspires to be cheese. Finger-looking good. fails. Oh, speaking of which, who are you? Oh, I'm Kate. Oh, and who am I? You're Betsy. And why are we here? We talk about Cheetos. No. No, no, no. We no, talk no, no. about things Kate can't eat? I mean, it's not like we don't talk about that, but that's not the... That's not our... Raison d'être. It's, uh... Oh, our reason to be? Yes! I remember my French! Look at you! With your little bit of Frenchy. Yeah. Little, little high school Frenchy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, why are we actually... Wait, why are... Not on this earth, but why are we here in this room with this microphone between the two of us? Uh, we decided to actually record a podcast this week. Did we not? Tonight. Well, well done us. Yeah. And why are we gonna... What are we gonna talk about? Besides Cheetos... Uh, a children's book that oh. you have chosen I have that I have not read. A classic or perhaps not? Some people might call it a classic. I'll go, I've never heard of this in my life. Yeah, and you, I can, I can almost guarantee you haven't heard of today's book. Um, I usually can judge that, sometimes you completely, like, astound me and you've heard of stuff and it throws the whole podcast off whenever that happens, but I'm pretty sure today. Now, today's book is a little misleading. Because it's in a larger collection. So when I pull this out, do not be alarmed. It is not this entire thick book. Uh, this is the HarperCollins Treasury of Picture Books, Classics. I think you showed me this book with uh, yes. Harold and the Purple Crown. This is the book that you read for Harold. Well, this is the story that came before Harold, and it is... Caps for Sale. You have to read the subtitle. A Tale of a Peddler, Some Monkeys, and Their Monkey Business. Now here comes the fun part. Who's it by? Oh, oh. Who's it by? Esfer Slo... 
Slobodkina? Yeah, we go Esavir Slobodkina, but that might not be the correct pronunciation, so well, yours might be just as good, quite frankly. Huh. Well, we really I, don't know. I have a friend who spells her name Zephyr, and at the beginning, or the end of it looks the same. Yeah, it does. P-H-Y-R, so that's yeah. why I was like, Esfer? Esfer, it could be. It could be. Um, I could have actually looked that up before <laughs> I came in here. Nah. But uh, what is this? Radio? <laughs> Please. Nah. The world is forgiving. Is it? No, wait, that's not right. Sometimes. But, uh, sometimes. In any case, you're going to take this massive tome and read this not massively long book. I got to tell you, I like this guy's mustache. Oh, I like the men's spats. Oh, red spats. Yeah, I have shoes that look exactly like that. And a lot of, uh, what are they called, like taxi cab hats? Yeah. Taxi driver hats? I've heard a variety of different descriptions for, like, a slouch hat I've heard before. Slouch hat? You haven't heard slouch hat? Uh-uh. Okay, yeah, taxi driver hat. Um, basically, dad's hat. That's our dad's hat. <laughs> Just a whole bunch of them. I mean, well, the first you, one is, If anyway. you had to describe this hat to a person, you would say... Cabbie hat, actually, yeah. Cabbie hat. Yeah, cabbie hat. That, that's pretty clear. Yeah. At least his is. I think there's some tams on the top. Or maybe some berets. It could well be some berets. You never know. There's a little bit of a beret there. And a uh, stoned-out sun. This will be fun. Yeah. I hadn't even noticed the sun, so there's your tattoo for the day. Okay. <laughs> All right. While Kate does her reading, let's talk a little bit about who made this book in question. Uh, Aside from being a children's book author and illustrator, uh, who was discovered by and worked often with Margaret Wise Brown, Slobodkina was a prominent modernist painter and sculptor, a pioneer, in fact, of abstraction, whose work is in major museum collections. This is absolutely true. She showed her work alongside such people as Stuart Davis and Piet Mondrian. So in the event that you have never heard of her, uh, she did do picture books on the side to make money, but was a, oh, a true painter. Um, so it's, it's nice that we sometimes get a mix of different types of illustrators, and, uh, and this one comes from the modern art world. Hurrah! And we're back. Yes. Hello. Hello. Or shall I say, ti ti ti. We'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. Am I jumping the gun? You're jumping the gun. I'm jumping the gun. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's back this puppy up a little. A beep, a beep, a beep. So I read Caps for Sale mm-hmm. by a lady. A lady. With a complicated name. Sure was. Is evermore shall be. About a man. Mm. Who's a peddler? Yep, peddler. And uh, and at first I was looking at these pictures and I'm like, okay, where the heck is this taking place? And yeah. I, and I first thought Amsterdam because of the tulips and it looks very Dutch. Oh, it does have tulips. You're right. But then I learned at the very end of the story that this is based on a folk tale and the writer or the illustrator came to the conclusion based on the folk tale that the only place this could have originated was Param. Marimbo? Paramaribo. I'm not, I'm not helping you here. Nope. This is entirely but, you. But it's a Dutch colony at the tip of oh. South America. Well, look at you so, with your tulip connection. I was, I was on point with my Dutchiness. Well done. <laughs> now, I should say the folktale aspect of this is a little on the loosey-goosey side. Uh, because on the Wikipedia page, it says the earliest known account of this story may be found in the Wilmington Sentinel, published in Wilmington, North Carolina, January 8th, 1789. So, I don't think that's a folk tale. I think that's, that's actually a tale, technically. But, uh, yeah, we'll let it go. 
Hmm, that's weird. Then where did this woman get the, uh... I mean, there's no monkeys in North Carolina, so I'm not sure right. where they're getting all that. Yeah. And I kind of, I, I believe that there was a Dutch colony in the tip of South oh, America. Oh, yeah. I mean, no. Who that wouldn't believe that? is completely believable. And would make sense why you have these sorts of houses with these sorts of monkeys. Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, let me tell you. This this peddler man, mm-hmm. he's got his spats. He's got red spats. It's the red spats. Curly mustache and no fingers. Wait, what? Yeah, he doesn't have. He he wears maybe I think white mittens for a little bit, but then oh, don't worry, it changes. Wait, what? And it gets exciting. I know he it's, shakes a finger at them it's at some the point. Tail, That's a very key point of the story. This the should be point, this should even. be called the tale of the peddler's hands. Okay, no. <laughs> You're freaking me out now. Because uh, he... I'm looking at the digitless. Mm, yeah. What's a word for hands besides hands? Uh, <laughs> mitts. Mitts. All right, we'll go with that. The digitless mitts. Really hard to say, by the way. That's why I thought maybe he was wearing mittens. Yeah, maybe. You know, it's all anyway. Yeah. But so he's not what I envisioned a peddler to look like. But how many peddlers do you know? Do peddlers exist anymore? Um, well, maybe not here, but I'm sure in different parts of the world, there's still peddlers that peddle. They're lures. <laughs> yeah. Where else yep. are you going to get a fine lure, English, eh? English major here, people. <laughs> English major. You're getting the top part of my fantastic education here. That's what you're getting. I Can I just quickly say, I own a pair of spectator shoes that look exactly identical to his shoes. And yet, somehow, I have never dressed up like him for Halloween. You should. I know, but would anyone get it? That's the thing. No. The year I dressed up as the Lonely Doll, I hung out with children's literature people who only got it when I explained it, and this, I mean, it would be such a great outfit, right? If I, but I, and yeah. especially if I had all the hats on my head. Yeah. And I got to wear that killer mustache. Yes. We can make very this happen. Now. I know. Well, we, we can make well, all your dreams come event. true. We need the event. Yeah. Event. Someday. Why not on a Tuesday? Okay. <laughs> What? Anyway, so he goes. So he he carries these caps. This is his shtick on his head. Yeah, and he has gray caps, mm. then brown caps, mm. then blue caps, mm. then on the very top, red caps. And he sells them for fifty cents. He walks up and down the street mm. saying, "Caps, caps for sale, fifty cents a cap," which made me go. What year was this written? If you're getting a hat for fifty cents, nineteen forty. That sounds about right. Yeah, that's what the story okay. takes out. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So my question then is, say someone walks by and mm. they I have lots of like logistic questions okay. about this. This is a good point. Okay, go on. Continue. So if someone wants a red hat. Yeah, on the top. Yeah. Right. How does he get it? Um. Well, I assume he has a way of like l- like grabbing the hat, but directly above his own hat because remember he's wearing his own hat as well, which right. is apparently presumably not for sale. Right. And then he like. Does that thing where, like, you slowly lower them to the ground like a pancake stack. Okay. And then if they wanted a blue one, which is in the middle... That's where it gets a little tricky. (laughs) And I'm like, does he just say, like, you can have it if you can take it? I... I... If you can reach it, even. I mean, he's not a short man, and that is a... They are way up there. Yeah. There's no way his arms are that long. No. No. But he goes through town, and he tries to sell these caps, and one morning... He finds no one wants to buy his caps. My guess is that they're all in church because he's walking towards the church and yeah. there's no one around and it's a morning. So he's a godless peddler? Exactly. <laughs> yes. 
Who knows? Maybe he's Jewish. Who knows? He could be Jewish. Right? He could be anything. Agnostic, atheist, I In, don't know. In uh, the American West, many a fine peddler was actually Muslim. Oh, okay. There you Allie Hackam from oh, yeah. Oklahoma. That's the only other time I've heard peddler in my life was Oklahoma. Yeah, I was, yeah. Able, to, I was able to pull that out. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about myself right now. So he decides... Since are, no one, are you worried oh. at all about his stomach? Because I am worried about his stomach. No, I, I totally understand if you're hungry... Yeah. To avoid feeling hungry, you fall asleep. Okay. I get that. All right. Because I've done that. Because I worried about him at that point. Because he never eats in this book. He never sells a darn hat in this book. Well, again, it's maybe everyone is preoccupied. Maybe. Maybe everyone's sleeping in. It's a Sunday morning. Maybe everyone's hungover. That's true. We don't know what time this is. This could be five in the morning for all we know. Who knows? We we do know that the sky color does not change the the entire time, which... Must be close to the equator. Science with the English majors. Right. With the South South America and the tip of it. Uh Uh Uh-huh. So he finds a tree that he decides to rest at where he wants to sleep, right? So he, he leans against this tree. Amongst the tulips. Yes. And it says, and he went to sleep, he slept for a long time. Right. Well, apparently not that long, because again, the sky does not change color <laughs> whatsoever. It could have been 20 minutes, it could have yeah. been five hours, I don't know. Look, when I'm asleep, sometimes I'll fall asleep for five minutes, it'll feel like it was three hours. Right. So this may be the case. Maybe he, like, started at 8 a.m., and now it's, like, four in the afternoon. Maybe. That's, and then he'd be that... super hungry. Oh, see, I'm worried about his stomach, but all right. <laughs> It says he woke up refreshed and rested. Okay, that's so, great. So clearly he needed it. Uh, who knows what he was up all last night doing, that he needed to sleep that badly, but all right. But all of a sudden, he realizes his hats, except for his own, are not on his head. Aww. That's strange, right? Particularly strange they didn't take his hat, but all he's, right. He's looking around, he uh-huh. looks to the right of him, no mm-hmm. caps, mm-hmm. the left, mm-hmm. he looks at the back of him, he looks behind the tree. All of a sudden, the man's got thumbs. Yes. You're right. He's now developed thumbs, but wait, oh, there's oh, more. Oh, oh. He discovers as he looks up, <gasps> he now has fingers. <laughs> fingers exist. He does, and the right number, too. Yeah. Ooh. Right? What's he going to do with those fancy digits? He's going to, well, right now he's going to look up in the he's sky. He's guy, right. And yeah. he's going to see that there are these monkeys wearing his hats. Mm-hmm. But there is one monkey in particular who is... Very not happy with his situation. Oh, really? Why is this? I think it's because he desperately wanted a red hat. Oh. And he got stuck with a blue one. Not even, like, and it's not even a pretty bl- shade of blue. It's kind of a gray Because there's, like, blue. a sassy monkey over here with a red yeah. hat that's like, I got your red hat. Yeah. And he's like, I just wanted a red hat. Yeah. I got it. So this is my internal uh, that's story. That's the cha-cha-cha monkey over there. Yeah. Yeah. This is my internal you're story. Creating, you're it's... giving the monkeys individual personalities, which I appreciate. Because they've this one just doesn't been locked together hat. for years. Yeah. <laughs> this one doesn't know what a hat is. Yeah. Well, so there is that. So he's yeah. just, uh, just figuring things out. Yeah. You know? Anyway. So he looks, the peddler looks up. He sees these monkeys mm-hmm. wearing his hat, his hats, and he doesn't know what to do. So he says to them, shaking his finger. That he has now acquired. That he has now acquired. Yeah. You give me back my caps. And the monkeys shook their fingers back at him and said. Right. Now, okay, so there's a lot of debate about this. Yes. All right. You, because this is a very popular story time book. And uh, how you, you, first of all, this is a book you cannot just like cold bring with you into a story time because you're doing well until now and then you come to this moment and you're like 
I need to make a decision right now on, so you can cheat and just do like a monkey sound. You could just ignore what the page says and do like a, mm-hmm. you can do that. But my preference and the one that I go with Because is, let's just point out that the text spells it T-S-Z, yeah. comma, T-S-Z, mm-hmm. comma, T-S-Z. Which I read as Okay. So I'm cheating a little bit. I'm trying to do the word, but I'm also trying to make it sound like a monkey. Because if you're actually like going at like the like cold hard interpretation of that word, that word would be tiz. Tiz tiz tiz. tiz, tiz, tiz. I've never heard a monkey in my life go tiz tiz. Right. Tiz. Where, what monkeys? What monkey does that? No, 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 at all. No. Who wrote this? It, Who it, says uh, they? As Severe Slavodka, they've never <laughs> seen a monkey before. Yeah, clearly they've never spoken with one. Yeah. No, my my interpretation is tiz tiz tiz. Okay. I'm going with that. We don't know what breed a monkey this is. Wait, what'd you do? All together now. There we go. There you go. You got it. You got the monkey feel. You got the monkey feel. You got it. You got it. So the peddler starts to get more angry, and he shakes both of his hands. And now he's in danger of losing. Okay, he's in danger of losing those digits again. Because the monkeys then shake their fists back and say, Thank you. Thank you. And then he's even more angry, and now he stamps his feet. Now, you can see how this makes for a good story time read aloud, because yes. you get to do each one of these things and make the kids do it at the same time. This yes. is very, very, you know, engaged. Yes. And uh, and the monkeys stamp their feet back mm-hmm. and go, <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. And then finally, he, he, he stamps his feet, he's shaking his hands, he's saying, You must give me my caps back. Mm-hmm. And now there's one monkey who is starting to feel bad. Oh, are you sure that's not just the same monkey who was feeling bad about his cap earlier and is just continuing to feel bad about it? I don't think so, because... It's a different colored cap, actually. Yeah, I think that's... Because th- uh, this was originally a blue cap. Yeah. With monkey Unless he one. made a trade and now he realizes he's even more miserable with well, this you know, new I, trade. I checked previous pages, and uh-huh. this monkey is pretty... Oh, you're right! He's, he's pretty, happy and all. He's pretty he's happy, happy up until the and very sorry, end. It could be a she. Cop. How presumptuous of me to ascribe any kind of gender to these monkeys. They true. could be a troop of female monkeys. We don't Very even true. know. All right. This particular monkey is that now monkey. starting to feel bad. Yeah, it is. So it's thinking, maybe I should give the hat back. <laughs> is, the, is this a bad... Should I not be taunting See, the human See, but anymore? one monkey falls, they all fall. So it can't be that loose thread. It can't be, you know... Well, and the monkey's going to do what the other monkeys do. Well, exactly. Right? Yeah. Monkey so, power. Monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. very nice, yeah. very nice. I like it. So, the peddler is so angry that he pulls off his own cap, throws it to the ground, and somehow becomes Gomez Adams, in my opinion. Well, he was always Gomez Adams, it, to a certain extent. The hat didn't... Was, oh, it was The, the only time Gomez wears that hat is when he's driving the car with the right. entire family, and after I, they lose the house. In that this, this was made in 1940, there aren't that many cars in this book, yeah. Yeah. So, immediately, I was like... Hello, Raul Julia. Where did you go? It's nice to see you. A little, little, little zaftig for Raul Julia, but all right, we'll give it to you. We'll give yeah. it to you. So the monkeys see what the peddler did, and they take off their hats mm-hmm. and start throwing them to the ground. Yeah. Which again, I, but showing we, that they have never ascribed any value to these hats. It's simply nope. They just they were just having a real good just time. having fun. Yeah, yep. they are. Just and the hats just start falling from the tree, mm-hmm. and he starts one by one stacking them back up like you do. I find it really satisfying seeing the different colors carefully sorted. 
into their separate piles. This is the librarian in me. Where I look at this, I'm like, yes, yes. Uh, order out of chaos. Order has been restored. That is the happy ending. All is well for with me. the world. Indeed. And then he slowly, slowly walks back to town calling caps, caps for sale, 50 cents. He didn't a have to put him on that early. He could have done this once he got to town. But this he seems to be is disgusting. Oh, because it's been on monkey heads? Yes. This, hmm. and so, well, in the very beginning, I was hmm. like, how is this sanitary that he is wearing, like, what he's That's going to sell? That's why his cap is between the other but caps. But now he's going to sell hats that monkeys have worn. Oh, well, yeah. That is disgusting. <laughs> you know, I've never really thought about it that you way, know, like, but you're monkeys, completely like, right. Monkeys, throw their poop at things. Yeah, they sure do. And their hands. And that ground under the tree, by no means, could possibly have been sanitary. I mean, oh, I've seen no. when geese are around, and that's bad enough. So there's, like, probably a little, like, nits, right? Oh, yeah. All sorts of bugs Monkeys are always them. picking stuff out of each other's hair. Yeah, they're probably covered in feces. Yeah. Oh, these are disgusting. L- yeah, yeah. He's never going to sell these hats now. Well, I, no me. one has to know. Caps. Exactly. Caps. Caps. These are caps, after all. Right. Let's be, you know, clear in our verbiage. So this is a folktale. No, no. Okay, so <laughs> folktales. See, I come from a long tradition of librarians that believe the folktales and fairy tales, and like you have to have like a tale, an actual tale that you're basing this off of, and then you cite it at the end of the book. Oh yeah, no. There is no citation of an actual tale. The closest thing we could find was like a sort of a common story that was told that's more of an urban legend than anything else. So I refuse to refer to this as a folk tale. I'm like, I've never... What folk were telling this tale? There's no mention of the folk uh, that would be telling this. I mean, I think... I think it's an original story, and I think there's no shame in that. I just think at the time, people were like, folk tales are awesome! Let's call it a folk tale. It's like... Okay, it's a tale folks tell, but uh, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think you can call it that. Now, came in at number 14 on my top Are 100 picture books poll. kidding me? I am not even kidding you. Who else has heard of this? Librarians who voted on the poll. Oh, well. Who tell this in story times to this day. Constantly? Y'all are crazy. I've never heard of that in my life. It is very, very with the popular. It is so much with the with popular. With a very, very niche audience. What? That thing? Everybody knows Caps for Sale. I Didn't need... you see the big budget movie starring Steve Martin? Yeah. I, what? No. I'm making that up. I mean, you almost had me there. I, it was the Steve Martin that got you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, it's oh, just yeah, old he, enough. We were like, maybe it came out in 89. It's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Okay, no, I need people to write to... FuseKate8 at no, gmail.com and tell me if you have heard of this book because I don't believe you. No, just I don't everyone's heard of it. A normal <laughs> human with a maybe a child or not, yeah. not with a library science degree, has yeah. ever heard of that. That is preposterous. I will say this until I became a librarian, never heard of that book before. No! Not once. No, I had not. I had not. I will, I will confess that freely. Never had heard of it before. Um, little background information, little background information. Uh, when this book first came out, it had only three primary colors. And in 1947, it was revised and it added, here we go, ochre, red, and robin's egg blue. And, uh, and she... It's more of a turquoise, really. Yeah, that's what I would say, too. And, and, And she said that it was inspired by the work of Henri Rousseau. 
Who? Henri Rousseau, the who? great, the great uh, painter who who influenced Picasso. He was sort of just before the Cubism movement. He was not realism, but he self-taught. Uh, you've probably seen his painting of uh, the, the the singer lying asleep on the sand, and there's a big lion standing over him in the desert. Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll move on. We'll okay. Move on. Okay, okay. <laughs> New York Times pointed out that Slobodkin is one of a handful of authors who excel at picture books that, like Caps for Sale, have an adult protagonist. Yeah, that's true. We don't see many of those in really? the picture books. No, usually if you have an adult protagonist, they have to be a furry critter. Uh, hmm. There are exceptions. You could make a case for Miss Nelson. Well, Mufaro's beautiful daughters, weren't they? No, they're, they're, I mean, I think they're supposed to be teenagers, but they're definitely on the younger side. Okay. Yeah. No, it's rare. I mean, it you guys, uh, uh, Love You Forever and, uh, Giving Tree both have, they grow up to be adults. Yeah, but growing up's different. I mean, at least they start as kids, so. Hmm. Yeah, usually not... The Little House? Well, it was a house, though. What about the Cats one? What, what Cats? Oh, Millions, Millions of, of cats. cats, yeah. Oh, there you go. But again, a really old one, like yeah. this one. I mean, older than this book, but uh, but yes, you're right. That's a good call. That's hmm. a good call. Also claimed to be based on a folktale, so there you go. Hmm. Apparently folktales, you can have adults, but picture books, eh, not so much. Who knew? Weird. Yeah, very strange. Wait, wait, wait. Um, Rumpelstiltskin. She yeah, was... that's cool. That's fair, but that's a fairy tale. But yes, I would. Oh I would agree. Let's get into semantics here. <sighs> uh, all right, all right. Precision of language. We'll accept it. We'll accept <laughs> it. That's fine. But yes, if you're a fairy tale, yes, of course you can have a, a grown up all you want, you know. But uh, it's it's still not the most common thing. Um, it won a Lewis Carroll Shelf Award in 1958. I don't know why I'm mentioning that. It's just something that sort of I read, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And let's see here. Uh, there's a sequel. You want, to, want to take a, ga a guess at its title? Caps for Sale 2. You're getting close. <laughs> You're close. Um, Caps for Sale, the sequel. Closer. <laughs> warmer. Warmer. Uh, I got nothing. More Caps for Sale. Ah. You just had to move it to the beginning of the gotcha. thing there. Gotcha. There was also, uh, apparently she also did a book called Circus Caps for Sale, which was another story she'd been doing, and then she just sort of like turned it into the peddler. And uh, no human being has ever loved it. It's it's kind of remarkable for that very reason. No human being has ever heard of it, Betsy. Uh, I heard of it. Ugh. And People without library science degrees. Fine. The people without library science degrees have never heard of it. So, yes, I would maintain uh, it has no love. So there you go. More caps for sale. More caps Are for sale. Are they more disgusting than the original well, caps? The, uh, in the picture of the cover, I believe the monkeys are basically stalking the peddler from oh behind. Oh my gosh, it's so gross. It is, it is not good no, so gross. to see that. Would you buy a cap, even if it's 50 cents, would you buy a cap that was worn by a monkey? I'm just saying. No. What kind of monkey? Uh, those monkeys. Yeah, no. No. Under no circumstances would right? I have anything on my head that had touched their head. Yeah. Without there being some serious washing going on. Yeah. He is near a body of water, which I noticed for the first time. Well, because Amsterdam book. does have uh, right. canals. Maybe they were trying to, like, incorporate well, that. Well, is there a possibility? I guess he didn't. It never says he washes the caps at nope. any point. No. He just, just sort of. He just restacks them. He just stacks them right away. Puts them back on his head. Ugh. Well, if he's not too problem, if he doesn't find it a problem that the monkeys, you know, 
had him on their heads. Lord knows what other creature may have had it on its head stop. prior to that. You can so, stop right there. I'm just saying. I I'm will vomit on this, this podcast. Was, I'm not afraid to do it. Th- th- this was done in an era when, you know, there were a lot more bugs then than now. Ugh. I'm just saying. I'm not going to name the bugs. Ooh, stop. Lice. Is it warm in here? <laughs> Gross. Right, ratings time. Oh, yeah, now is a great time to la, read la, it. La, 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 la. Ratings time. So, I get it's fun to read to kids, because you got all sorts of things going on. You got the sound effects. It's a fun read to kids. You got the monkeys are doing this, the adults doing this, the monkeys doing this, the yep. adults doing this. Back yep. and forth, back and forth. You can do that all day long. Uh, simple drawings. Very folk art style. Flat, done on purpose for that reason. Yeah, modern artist, yeah. It's really not much of a story. Well, it's, it's man, I don't know, it's man pretty significant. Caps, man falls man, asleep. No, this is like the classic American tale. Man loves cat, man loses cat, man gets cat back. Yeah. That's just that's just a love story right there. Yeah. Yeah. With lice. Yeah. <laughs> so gross. I will stop. I don't know. I don't uh I, I mean I you you give your rating. I'm going to okay. put my number behind my So back. here's my... Okay, you keep it behind your back. So here's my thought on it. Yeah, it reads aloud super well. And how many books from this time period can you say that about? Oh, the 1940s. Not great for the read-alouds in contemporary story time. Particularly for small children. So if you want to be cool and be like, Hey, parents, I'm going to pull out a book from the 40s and read it to your children. This is the only one you could really pull out to a certain extent. If you disagree... Uh, gentle listeners, be sure to email me at fusecade at gmail.com and correct me. Um, in any case, uh, but here's the thing. No, it's not that well known. Um, as I said, I didn't hear about it before it But somehow it's super high on your fancy dancy list. Well, that was all librarians that voted, dude. <laughs> like, who yeah. do you think reads my doggone blog? It's a lot of children's librarians, a lot of people in the industry. Um, you know, it's a fun book. Do I think the world is poorer if people don't know it? Clearly not, since most people don't know it. So, but it's a strong book, and I think it stands on its own two feet um, very well. So I'm going to say a five. Right down, smack down to center. You want to know what I did? What'd you do? You're, you're, you're ready to see okay, pull it out. Pull it out from behind your back here. It is. What number is that? It's his hand. What's, oh, where are your digits go? This is horror. This is a horror film. It's supposed to be a five. It's always a five, too. We, yeah. we tied. Yeah, we are. We tied on a five. exactly down the middle. Our digitless five. Yes. High, no digits. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Maybe that should have been a fist like bump, a, actually. That should have been well, a... that was a knuckle to knuckle. A, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, okay. So, I guess it's a classic, though. It's... Uh, is it? It's a just... Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Yeah. We've never had a, a straight five. Yeah. It's a just barely there classic. A five is it? Are we sure yeah, of that? Yeah. Five and up. Yeah. Oh, is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. So, that's the most just barely. Yeah. It's a 5.0. Wow. Yeah. You're not getting any gold medals for that, but you made it to the list. Yeah, you made it to the list because it's a good read aloud to kids. It's um, it's, right. it's a fun read, but it is utterly disgusting. Oh, sure. <laughs> and I never thought of it that way. You're so. welcome. Yay! And he learns to grow fingers. The That's, end. Uh, I don't think that was his <laughs> choice. Maybe they only emerge when he's filled when he's with angry. Like, yeah. like the Hulk, he grows fingers. No, 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 like Wolverine, <sighs> where he has like, shing, shing, now I have fingernails. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. All right. Okay. 
Letters time. Yeah, letters. Letters time. People still listen. Oh, they sure do. Cool. Uh, so we had one person write in. I'm unable to find her exact message, but she was baffled uh, that you didn't like the art in uh, Lily's Purple Plastic Purse. And it was like, what kind of art does Kate like? Oh. What, what do you like? What's your style? Uh, that's a great question. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, I like collages. Oh, like okay, yeah. paper mm-hmm. on paper, you sure, know, yeah. doing cool mm-hmm. things with that. Um, I feel like there have been quite a few books where I've said the art in this book is really beautiful. Yep. There, there have been. Uh, but yeah, they're eclectic. I, I couldn't name a single style that you gravitate more towards. Car- cartoony is hard for me. Like, I That's didn't, interesting. I didn't think Miss Nelson's art is that good, huh. or the Lily's purse. Purple plastic purse. Yeah, I didn't think that was that good. Anything cartoony like that is just huh. kind of... You're not... What about Eloise? Eloise. <laughs> your, your mouth is, like, completely upside down. Like Eloise you. and Madeline art was meh. What? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. I just heard 50 hearts just break as you no. said that. Oh, no, yeah. they should have seen it coming. Oh, man. I, I just I It's know. one thing to contest the characters of the story, but to contest the art is an entirely different thing. Entirely. Yeah, it's, not, it's, not, it's not for me. Okay, that's but, fair. That's fair. Know. Not everything is for everyone. Right. I certainly have my artists where I've just never quite gotten them, but I'm like, all right, if y'all think they're great. Wow. Yeah, and I feel like there have been books where I'm like, Betsy, the art is amazing, and you're like, eh. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I, no, that I, happens to everybody. Like, uh, oh, um, I, 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 I do really like realistic, so like mm-hmm. uh, the Polar Express. Sure. I thought that was really oh, pretty. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love Chris Van Allsburg. Yeah. No, he's lovely. Anyway. We agreed on that one. All right, so Stephanie, the third sister... Uh, wrote in. Hello. First, first off, said uh, five-year-old's review of uh, Fusa and Kate's podcast today. I like these people. They're weird. <laughs> we can't argue with that. It's I mean, true. thank you. Thank you. We have gotten the <laughs> approval of five-year-olds. Then there was a long conversation that she had with some other people, and it was inspired by the subject of blackboards and chalk. You remember yeah. in Lily's Purple Plastic Purse, there was a discussion of whether or not because she collapsed the erasers. Yeah. If you I, could find a blackboard in a in a school today or not. Uh-huh. Um, and well, uh, I'm sure probably definitely in the poorer schools that can't afford. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, she wrote and she said, It's true that elementary schools have gotten rid of them. But my husband, a math prof, will always prefer the classrooms on campus with the blackboards. And a lot of mathematicians feel similarly. In fact, mathematicians love their blackboards so much that they seek out specialized, expensive Japanese chalk to use. My what? husband's colleagues were interviewed for this piece on that chalk, and yes, he is one of the chalk hoarders. And then she linked to a piece, uh, which I will indeed include, which was called Why Mathematicians Are Hoarding This Special Type of Japanese Chalk. It was you know, on if you Gizmodo. think about, like, in movies where they have, like, the physics or the math mm-hmm. or the philosophy professors, they always write on... Chalkboards, and then they slide the chalkboards up, and there's another chalkboard underneath. Yeah, exactly. Yes, that's yes, full yes. of chalk, and yeah, hi. With the second but, set of equations. But that's but that's professors. That's that's higher education. Do they do that in elementary schools? I not as often, I would think, because you don't right, at least at the higher she's level. She's the erasers in an yeah, elementary school, not, yeah, I not in a college setting. So. I don't think that's happening. And certainly if it is happening, if there are still blackboards, they're not making the kids clapping the erasers anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I could be wrong, 
but I don't think so. So, all right. That was all we had on that. So, uh, grown-up things we like. Ah. Well, I had a birthday. You did. I turned... <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. You don't look a day over... <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Aw. So, if, uh, if anyone knows me, they know I like board games. Yeah. And I received a lot of board games. You sure did. Which was lovely. Good. You gave me a Settlers of Catan expansion pack. I did do so that. So now more than four people can play. Exactly. Which is fun. Woohoo! Um, Looking forward to that. Our brother gave us Red Dragon in three. Right. Which, uh... You've mentioned before your love of Red Dragon 1. Yeah. Yep. So, and, uh, and our... Uh, I don't know what you're calling him this week. Cajun Handler? Yes, our Cajun Handler. Mm -hmm. Cajun Handler? He's handling all the Cajuns that keep trying to get in here. I have no idea. I was running out of time. I couldn't find okay. anything. I had wrote one all down the, and I Cajuns lost it. All the Cajuns that listen to us are going to be very offended that they need to be <sighs> what handled. What are you talking about? They have someone to handle them. <laughs> and he is a pro, I guess. <laughs> Clearly. Otherwise, he wouldn't be credited as such. Well, he... Take he, it up with him. He did give me uh, three very awesome board games. So if you need cool board games in your life, I recommend Concept, which is... A game that's won a lot of awards where... Oh, you, that one looked nice. I've seen you, that one. You, you're given a word, like Bumblebee. And you have, just based on pictures on this board alone, you have to get your team to guess what... Guess the word Bumblebee. Right. So they can point at the colors black and yellow. Uh, they can point at the category animal. They can point at the category, you know, tall or small or big or, you know, whatever. And try and get them to guess that word. So it's a fun, just... It's kind of like Picturinary, but you're not drawing the pictures. You have cool. to rely on the pictures on that's the board. That's the best thing I've ever heard, because I am not great at drawing the pictures on Picturinary. There you go. So, so that's, yeah. that's called Concept. All right. Another game is called Pandemic, mm -hmm. in which everyone tries to fight the game. So it's a collaborative game, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Problem is that it's very difficult to win. So, because you're trying to stop a virus that is being spread. I all love through. the idea. Yeah. It's a fun game. It's, it's like a like a zombie game, but real yeah yeah so there's a virus that breaks out everyone is has their own different roles uh that they play and you try and beat the game and then the last one which i've never played before uh sherlock holmes and it has two games inside of it jack the ripper and west end adventures so mm -hmm. that'll be uh that'll yeah. be fun to play because i i'm obsessed with sherlock really obsessed the the show or just sherlock in general both I will oh. read the stories. I will watch the show. I love Mason Moriarty. He and I, we have an unspoken connection. I can't explain it. It's why I'm Slytherin, I think. I see. Do you, are you aware that the former basketball player, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, writes, uh, writes mystery novels about Sherlock's brother? Interesting. Yeah. And they, they sell quite well, I can tell you. I had no idea. Yeah. So that was his secret passion, and that's what he does, because he can freaking do it, because he's freaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, that's what I say. So that that's my adult thing, is Marvelous. board games. <laughs> All right, I've got two. Uh, the first one's real fast. Uh, in the course of conversation with my husband the other day, the topic of the movie Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind came up. We decided to rewatch it. It came out in 2004. Have you ever seen it? Nope. It's grand. It's held up. So well, yes, very 2004, which was apparently an entire lifetime ago. We did the math on how long that was, and I wouldn't recommend doing that. Because okay. 2004 sounds like it was yesterday. It wasn't. But it's a great, great film. It's so much fun. Uh, it was just a joy to rewatch. So, 
yay, and everybody in that film is famous, which is really, really unnerving. Hmm. Um, so that was one thing. And then the other thing was I found a new podcast, uh, and it sounds a little bit like ours, a little bit, a little bit, a hmm. bit. It's called Newberry Tart, so two thumbs up with that. Um, and it's by two women. Their names are Jenny and Marcy. One is a librarian, one is a bookseller. And they look at Newberry winners. Now, I'm a little unclear, because I'm, I'm just starting to listen to them, but what it sounds like, at least at the beginning, their premise was that they were going to take each season, they do seasons, and they were going to look at one year of the Newberry. So they chose 1984. And then they would look at the award winner, they'd look at the honors, well, they do other things too. They talk, they interview people, and they talk about recent winners, and they do all that sort of stuff. Um, they do have a website, and they do have a Twitter handle, neither of which we have. So maybe we should do that at some point. Should we do that? I guess so, right? Do people want Twitter and... I don't know. All right, websites? we're going to put that out there. Hey, should we do that? Because we can, and maybe it would or get like us... Or like an Instagram thing? Well, yeah, or it might get us more listeners. Yeah, an Instagram thing, we could do that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, hey. we'd only do it if people I mean, I always to. put the Twitter stuff on my Twitter, but we can make another Twitter. The world could be filled with Twitters. Really? Sure. You can Twitter River? I could re-Twitterize Try. It. Can you do a try-Twitter? It's a try-Twitter county, yeah. <laughs> I could I could try Twitter. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've lost it. I've lost the thread. It's gone. It's you gone. tried, though, and that's all that matters. All right, exactly. And on that note, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow Betsy on Twitter at Fuse8. That's Fuse, E-I-G-H-T. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Givens Kime, and our Cajun handler is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal.